Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I'm sitting here with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. Uh, unfortunately, Tom is not able to be with us today. He, well, he found that Stargate, and he just he insisted on mm-hmm. going through it. Yes. Well, no, actually, he told you that, but I know exactly what he's doing. Uh, oh. Yeah, he actually went to a workshop uh, on uh, on Hula. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's like Hula Way the Stress is what it's called. <laughs> Tom's got a lot of stress in his life. Uh, and there's that, that's, that's level one. Level two is Hula Way Satan. <laughs> so that's a whole nother, whole nother thing he's doing. Anyway, we wish him well, and we'll get some Hula lessons from him when he comes back to join us again, which he will soon, we hope. Um, but we have got a really cool topic to talk about. Oh, we do. I think it's going to apply to a lot of folk out there. I think so. Uh, and, you know, we'll start with us. It applies to us all the time. But but uh, but I think a lot of people might see themselves somewhere in this. And uh, we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to see here. Um, we're going to read from Luke, and this is Luke chapter five, uh, the beginning of Luke chapter five, verses one through eleven. And it's our reading for the Sunday of week five in year C. And, and, and see if you don't see yourself in this here in the calling of Peter. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command I will lower the nets. While they had done this, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made, had made seized him and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. That's a pretty incredible story. There's a lot going on. That's there. so wonderful. So, I love it. So we're gonna go. We're gonna just gonna kind of uh, pull this thing apart a little bit. And one of the things I, one of the things I want to just note right off the bat, and it's not really the subject of what we're talking about. Sure. Here, but there's something that a lot of people miss. A little detail here. Um, th- th- there's an ancient name for the for the church. It's called the Bark of Peter. Yep, and bark is an uh, an old term that means boat, right? The boat of Peter. Yeah, yeah, bark, not like a yeah, like a dog, a dog bark. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. B a r q u e, right? That's right. So like, the bark yeah. of Peter, like a like from the barge, it's from the same derivation of yeah. that that particular word. And um, a lot of people don't realize that when you're in the church, that big giant large area where we sit is called the nave. Right of the church and and the and the where we get that comes from the same Latin where we get the words navy or navigate. 
So a lot of people have understood, rightfully so, to see the church as a, as a boat, right, that we're all in. It's a great image of the church as a boat. And it's, tradition, it's traditionally reflected in the architecture. If you see in the roof of a lot of old churches, you'll, you'll see it, it. Like fish hanging there? <laughs> <laughs> right, no, but it, but it curves up in such a way to where it looks like the bottom of a boat. That's right. So there, there's a lot of connection here. Uh, and, and then also the, symbo- the, the, the symbolism of yeah. being on a voyage in a rocky sea, you know, trying to make it to safe, to make it to land, to make it to safety. Right? Um, there's so many images there, um, but in this particular story, right? It, it's very. It points out that Jesus got into the boat belonging to Peter, yes, and preached to them from that boat. So if you stop and think about it, like how cool it is it, that if you're a Catholic, you belong, you know, you've got a boat, you belong to a big boat that the, the captain is Peter. Yeah. Right? He's the head. So as the first pope and then all of his successors, right, it's kind of, it's his boat, except what is that boat doing but preaching the words of Jesus. Jesus preaches from the boat. So the truth comes from that boat. Mm. So you look at the boat as the church. Yeah. Right? The, the, the truth comes out of, out of the mouthpiece of God, which is the church. Yeah. So there's something beautiful in that. And there's just, that's an aside that, that, that takes me away from the main point, <laughs> which is like, who is this Peter guy? Sure. And who did Peter think he was? Mm. Right? I don't think anybody thinks, especially from reading what we just read here, that Peter said, you know what? I'm going to raise my hand at the first opportunity, and, and I'm going to claim to be the leader of this church. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you look at what Peter did, I mean, the first thing he did, first of all, he was kind of disbelieving, although there was something I loved about his humility. Sure. He did as Jesus asked. Mm. They had worked all night and had caught nothing. Yeah. And then Jesus says, hey, you look a little tired. You look a little worn out. You look a little disappointed that you right. didn't catch any fish. Let's go out fishing again in the hot sun. Yes. Right? After listening to me preach. Right. <laughs> so so let's go to Mass, and then we're going to go out and we're going to fish some more. Right. After catching nothing, and full well knowing that you don't catch anything during the hot sun. Right. So let's do that. Jesus is, ob- I mean, Peter is obedient. Yeah. And he does that. And, of course, the results, you know, it almost sinks two boats. Right. With what they hauled in. With those nets tearing, right? And so there's something about that's powerful. And that actually brings Peter to his knees. Yeah. Right? To the feet of Jesus. And that's when he says these key words Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Yes. Like, I, I am not worthy to receive the grace and the blessing that you have just given me. Right. Yeah. And so, how many of us, this is the part that I think applies to a lot of people. If you look at Peter here, Peter didn't presume to be a leader. He didn't presume to be the Pope. He didn't presume to be the guy, mm-hmm. right? Even though that was his boat, his business. He didn't presume any of that stuff. He didn't go out around announcing, and he wasn't really ever in the arguments of like, I'm the, I'm the Lord's favorite. Right. <laughs> you know, you never hear him saying that. And so, uh, you know, and, and in this situation, he's actually going, I don't have any business to be in front of this kind of holiness. Right. I essentially am an unworthy. I'm unworthy. Yes. I, I, depart from me, Lord. That's more than like, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I get that. Right. And I get why, because I feel that way when I sin, right? Have mercy on me. But I don't know that I'd have the courage to say, depart from me, Lord, 
Well, it's it seems like he's processing this in terms of uh, there are some people who are out there who are, you know, this is at a time of like John the Baptist or John the Baptizer um, and, you know, and other prophets who have come through Israel since the time of Moses, right? And these have witnessed God. And, and so there's this notion, I think, with within uh, ancient Israel of there are certain people who are cut out for holiness, right? And those people are rare. And I think that there's a notion that he's professing here yeah. that, you know, blessings should be reserved for the holy, you know, and that that, you know, and that you have to somehow earn that uh, ability to uh, you have to earn your way into that and that that's not something that you can just receive and it's not something that God just desires to bestow upon all and that, and that it's very different than the message of the universal call to holiness that we have today being uh, be, being announced throughout the church. Yes, and and I think that if you asked Peter, right, if Jesus said, "Hey, uh, I'm going to bless you with all these fish," I'm generally going to just bless you. Yeah, Peter might have said, "You know what? There are some people that are holier than me that need to get that blessing." And Peter probably could have named those people. Sure, in his town, in his village, uh, and 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 men that he knew, right? Maybe even some of the priests in the synagogue that that he would visit from time to time, right? So he would he would be able to say like that, that guy, that guy. Even that lady over there, they're holier than me. Right. Right. I don't I don't deserve this. Now, what's beautiful about that is even though he doesn't deserve that, and we'll all agree that he didn't deserve that. Sure. Because none of us deserve anything. It's all a gift from the Lord. Right. We are not like we don't earn that love. Grace. We is don't grace. earn the grace. We don't yeah. earn the blessing. That's that's free flowing. We really just have to accept it. It's right. free flowing from God. And so at the end of the day, um, you know, he doesn't deserve that. And the, that's okay to understand, but it can be dangerous if we are to look at it from the perspective of, well, you know what? I can't do anything in the church of value, and I can't do anything in life of value because I'm not a holy person because I'm a sinner. Yes. How could the Lord possibly use me? Mm-hmm. Right, I, I'm not worthy of being used. And there's there's smarter people than me. There's holier people that they go to mass all the time. They're always talking about going to confession and oh, you know, and they go to adoration too. Oh yeah, you know what nut job does that? <laughs> right, we, we we encounter people that think that. Right, and and a lot of times it's it ends up being, uh, you know, they're really down on themselves and they think that why would the Lord use me? And here here is what happens is even though Peter says depart from me, Lord. Jesus ignores it. You know, it's interesting, as you're saying this, I'm reminded of a time in which I was in the throes of these insecurities, and I was, it was probably scrupulosity or whatever you might want to call it, Um, but I was going through a period where I was very much down on myself, and I was beating myself up, and I was very much taking the same sort of line from Paul and I thought this was kind of a holy thing for me to do where Paul calls himself like the worst of all sinners yeah. and I would and I would self apply that to myself yeah. right and I would beat my chest and I remember one time I was doing that in front of the tabernacle at a time when I really felt particularly bad about this one you know uh, sin instance where I thought oh boy I've really crossed this line now yeah. you know I thought I was bad before but now I really see what jerk I am. There's no way God can love me after this. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. And so I was there just beating my chest, 
at literally uh, at the tabernacle, and I felt God telling me, well, first of all, I felt him tell me to sit down instead of kneel. Okay. That he wanted me to just kind of go into receive mode and listen. And so I, I sat down, and I was at attention. And while I was sitting there, I, I all of a sudden I had this image of in my head and prayer of my soul, or not just my soul, all of our souls, as basically a series of pipes. And it just came to me that grace flows through those pipes, that those pipes were created to carry grace, that, that God pours grace through those pipes and out to others. And that when we sin, we're clogging up the pipes. Yeah. And what God was showing me is like, you know, Sam, it's not just about you. You know, yeah, you sinned and you need to go to confession. But at the end of the day, like, do I desire to clean the, you know, the, the pipes of any person's soul? Yes, because that's how I pour grace through each person out to others. And so it's not just about you and how you judge yourself. I'm going to pour, try to pour my grace through everyone the best I can. So it's a series of pipes. Yeah, it's There's a series of, of pipes. pipes. Lots of pipes. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to be trying to pour as much grace as I can. And if you sin, you're going to be clogging it up. And it's going to be hard for that grace to get out. Right? Uh, and, the, and, the, and of course, I'm going to be ready to clear out and, 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 and ready these pipes to, for the flow of grace. But it's not just about you. You're not the end point right. of the love. It, it's love travels through. God loves us to love through us. Yeah. And I lost track of that because I had that, that sort of obsessive thinking of depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Right. And, and that'll stop you from doing stuff. Oh, big time. Right. So the good news is that you went down to your local parish and you went in, got your free uh, bottle of Drano. <laughs> In, in the confessional. Yes, right? I did. 100%. And so, so, so free-flowing grace, uh, again, in the life of Sam Rodriguez, but then also uh, multiply that by everyone who goes to confession, everyone who receives Eucharist, everyone who receives God's grace freely. And that grace just kind of keeps flowing through what my mom used to always call my system. Yeah. You know, the system. The, she always saw the inside of our bodies as a series of pipes. Interesting. You know, your, your, your system's all clogged up. You know, right, you need to, right. You know, but anyway, I digress. But the point is... What's incredible about all of this is is in Peter's uh, perceived inability to do anything effectual yep. in the church. Who, who am I? I'm unworthy. Why would you? Why would you think I, I'm a sinner? I can't. I, I don't. I'm not worthy of this grace or even this. Well, ultimately, I, he wouldn't even have known yet until he was going to be the guy, right? The rock on which the church was, church was built. Yeah. If Jesus had led with that, Peter might have run. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, he had to kind of work into that. But ultimately, like this example and this story, you know, is essentially you're going to get you're going to get loads and loads and loads of fish. Yes. And then this this uh, thing, like you know, I, I said that Jesus ignored Peter when he said, you know, depart from me, I, Lord, I'm a, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinful man. He 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 ignored him. He didn't answer that specifically, but instead he said, be not afraid. Right. Hey, don't be afraid, dude. You know why? Because from now on, you're going to be fishers of men. Right. Right. And so he basically gave them a huge responsibility. And we might have some people in Radio Land who says, okay, well, that's for people like Peter or big fancy saints, but that's not for me. Not everyone's going to be a fisher. Man. Right. Like I said before, yeah. Peter would have been able to point and say, that's probably a better candidate. <laughs> right, right. 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 And we can all do that in our lives. We can all do that. But in the fact of the matter is that God's going to encounter us 
where we are. And you know what? Yeah, there are some people that God calls to these really wild Holy Spirit adventures out in exotic mission fields. And thank God for those people in their lives. It's an awesome act of heroism. But you know what? And wherever we are, God is calling us in our everyday lives, with our family, with our jobs. He's calling us to holiness. If you, yeah. want to, if you want to find what God is calling you to do to be a fisher of men, look about the people in your life. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, 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 for years, one of the things I used to talk about and felt led to, to talk about was, was tilling your garden. Yeah. God has given each one of us a garden to till, right? He, he didn't ask Sam Rodriguez to save the church. No. Right, uh, you know, he might have because I look at you and be like, "Dude, you could probably do that." But, but, but he, but he essentially gives each of us a garden to care for. What's in that garden, I don't know. But for some of us, it's a, it's a, it's nine kids and a wife. For some of us, it's uh, you know, it's a it's a job that involves working with Catholic charities. Or for some of us, it's you know what? There's everyone has this different environment, this different life, right? That's that's given to them, and so they have this environment and so you need to one of the things i loved about the uh uh the Curcia movement is that in Curcia they tell you to go and evangelize your environment right right not find a new environment well it's it's interesting so it's something that's coming to mind i have a friend uh who he started this group on facebook uh called the Cat- uh, catholic memes very simple because yeah, he's catholic and he loves memes and right. he, and and uh, he invited me to be a moderator with him because he said it started blowing up. This was about last December. It started blowing up to where, you know, he was shocked that it was already at like 5,000 people, you right. know. And he said it keeps it keeps growing and people, you know, we have people, some people who are coming on doing some anti-Catholic bashing or they're using it as an excuse to try to push some inappropriate lewd stuff in there. Or just political to, stuff. Or it goes politi- crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes just crazy stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and and he, my friend, his first thought was like, this is getting out of hand. I don't know what I'm, I'm going to do. I don't even know if we need to just sort of shut this down. And we had a conversation where he said, maybe God is entrusting these thousands of souls to your care in this little way where you're going to be able to uh, use your role as moderator to moderate the, the the stuff that comes through that news feed on that little group, and you can use this to witness charity and to and, and to call people to charity and, and to let folks know that we're not going to tolerate anything that's right. contrary to the spirit of Christ and the way that we deal with others. And so it, this was right before I was about to do a 33 day consecration. And so I invited him uh, to do the 33-day consecration with me and said, let's consecrate this group and uh, to this Facebook group, which might sound silly, but let's, right. let's consecrate this Facebook group to our Blessed Mother and give her authority over it. And we ended up within it, and we're about to actually finish our consecration uh, very soon. And the thing that's really funny is uh, during the course of it, we ended up getting this amazing team of moderators who are really committed. We've had some beautiful progress in terms of really building a, a spirit of, of charity within the group and to really have quality content that actually uh, can help people grow in their faith. And it's now at like 20,000 plus members. It just keeps growing and growing. And now you just told that to a couple of million people. Ah, what, that's what, true. What, what, what do they look for to, if they want oh, to... Catholic like, Memes. That's the name just of the group. Facebook it's a Facebook group. group. Yeah, Catholic, Catholic memes. memes. I've been there. And, and, and you know what? If you want some levity, 
but some something in a holy context. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So, you know, really encourage anyone who wants to join us. But I just share that. Just That's a little way and that we could easily just say, gosh, this is an inconvenience. We didn't expect something like this to get out of control. We should just shut this down. Right. But instead, maybe God's calling you to use this for his witness. Amen. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I, I you know, what Peter started to do, Jesus could have. You know, Peter said, you know, depart from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Jesus could have said, yeah, yeah, you're right, never mind, just forget it. <laughs> you know, right. he could have, he doesn't, right? And that's why I, I just want people who, to hear that, realize what incredible things God has planned for you, and that God will support you and walk with you in doing, mm. and what will benefit the kingdom, right? What incredible things are out there, if only you realize that you are essentially qualified to do it even if you don't think you are mm. right i i, I know I, I sometimes it sounds a little um heretical when i say this so i'm saying this uh with the uh understanding of of what's supposed to happen but i've actually preached sometimes to people that and i may i could see them actually sit up in their pews when i said these words i said you know embrace your sinfulness mm. think about that for a second embrace your sinfulness and I'm not saying to be sinful. I want people to understand that. And I explained it to them. Yeah. I don't want you to go out and be sinful. I don't want you to embrace the sin. Mm-hmm. But I want you to embrace your sinfulness. Understand that you're, you're broken. Understand your brokenness. Right? And, and we want that to stop, ultimately. But the, the key is if you embrace that, what you're doing is you're now admitting to yourself that you need a Savior. Yeah. Right, so you admit that you're broken. So that's what I mean by embrace. That you that. need to actually literally be embraced by Him. You need to be Amen. held and hugged by Jesus in your brokenness and sinfulness. That's right. And I will just say that some of the most incredible things that I think that I've done in my life—not that right. I'm judging all these things and keep a, a, a tabulation of all the great things I've done in mind. Deacon Jeff's list of incredible things. I mean, that's I don't actually have the that. name of the biography I'm writing about your life. Yes, thank you. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's a short read, but but the, but the point is. Um, it's like when you look at stuff like that, you realize that God has got – when when things have happened that are great in my life, they are usually paired with times when I'm at my lowest, mm-hmm. right? When when my opinion of myself is as low as I think it can go sometimes. Like you experience like feeling just being outside the church, being away from the Lord, mm. being broken, being sinful, and being – Unlovable or right. whatever. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you understand. Like when, and, and those are the moments in my life where when I invite the Savior into my life at those moments and re-invite him into my life, that's when I'm like super strong. And St. Paul talks about the fact that our strength is in our weakness for that very reason. You know, some of the, the – I've had moments in my life, some of these down moments that you're describing, where I ended up getting in my car – because there's no like safe place, you know, at home or work to just yell. But like literally got in my car when I knew no one around me could hear me. I'm driving and I literally because I was just at that point, I just found myself yelling, Help I drove by heaven. you one time and you were t- <laughs> <laughs> I know that was you. No, I know. <laughs> but I literally have had a couple of shouted t- out shouted out to God, just help because just everything within me just knew I couldn't handle it yeah. and lord if you are seeing this and looking upon this i need you and, and invariably every time i've turned to him and yelled help and and in that moment of near despair 
He has in, he he is so faithful. You know, he steps in and he does take care of it. But we sometimes have to acknowledge. You know what? I don't have this. If you deny him, he will not deny you because he cannot deny himself. Yes. Right. If you're unfaithful to him, he will not be unfaithful to you because he cannot deny himself. It's like I mean, Saint Paul says it and just says the Lord is always there waiting. Right. Mm. And so when we're broken, when we're down, this is why we don't want to say, "Lord, I'm unworthy." Therefore. Or, Lord, I am unholy, therefore. Lord, I am a sinful man or woman. Therefore, I can't do anything in your church. I will just sit in the back pew. I will be quiet. I will not, I'll be unassuming. Uh, who am I, you know, to be part and parcel to, to, to your grace? Who am I to accept a blessing? Who am I to take any kind of leadership role? Who am I to evangelize? That's not me. I'm not the one, right? Yeah. And I know people say that to themselves. And the reason why I know that is because I've said that to myself before. Yeah. Right? We've all experienced that moment where we just don't feel like we're the ones and it's got to be somebody else. Lord, I can't take on any other bur- burdens or whatever. I'm not qualified. And there's that silly bumper sticker that's out there in ministry. You know, God doesn't call the qualified. Right. Qualified. He qualifies the called. Right. Right. So he he is calling us. And we he, are individually he, called. And he came to save. He didn't come to save the righteous. Yes. You know, that's the other thing. You you recognize you're a sinner. Good. Good. That's a good place to be. Embrace your sinfulness. Yes. Do not embrace the sin. I'm not encouraging the sin, but <laughs> but realize that you need a savior. Yeah. Right? And then let him do his thing. Yes. Like let him be what his name is. Right? Let, let him yes. let him be Lord. Let him be Savior. And and when that happens, your life is transformed. And then amazing things happen. And happen. And then and then people look at you and go like, I can't be as holy as Sam. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but if you knew Sam's story. You yeah. know that you can be as holy as Sam. 100%. Right? Please be more holy. And I also say, when they say that about you, Sam, I say, just give him time. He will, he will fall right off that little pedestal. Just be patient. It's going to be okay. No, we're all that way. And I just, I want people to hear in this little story of Peter that even though Peter didn't think he was worthy, the Lord saw his worthiness. Yeah. The Lord, and, and saw that he needed to be blessed and that he would be a fisher of men. And that's where all of us are going to be called to be fishers of men. Even if we don't think we're qualified, God is calling each of us to be a, to be a fisher on his behalf. And we are all created exactly for the mission that he has in mind for us. Yeah, we have to discern what that is. Yes. And we're all individuals in that way. And we pray and discern and, and, and just seek the Lord's counsel and all this stuff. But just know that we are loved. We are loved in our brokenness. We love just the way we are. He calls us to be better. He calls us to improve. He calls us to be uh, uh, the, the, the person that, that we were made to be. But we have to love him first and allow him to love us. Amen. Amen on all of that. And so also, the best way to know love is with a mama that loves us no mm-hmm. matter what. And so let's ask the Blessed Mother to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and in the hour of our death. death. Amen. St. Peter, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe 
serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. 